People need to be heard. If you are implementing any kind of change in your product delivery, fulfillment, features, benefits, anything, well, this change makes it feel like you are rocking the fish tank. It creates instability. People just don't like it because people have some level of expectation. And if you change this expectation, they have to reorient themselves. And this reorientation is painful. So how do you manage change in a way where you're not pissing off your customers? And you're not making anyone upset. So this is what today's episode is about. And this lesson was actually something that I learned from my manager at the World Bank. So at the World Bank, these people are amazing, so knowledgeable, so incredible, and they're always at the cutting edge of the best management techniques because usually whoever's, whoever is a thought leader, if you're a thought leader, you're probably coming in through the World Bank and you're probably sharing your expertise with the World Bank anyway since this is one of the most premier intergovernmental institutions in the world, right? But this is a lesson that I learned from my manager at the World Bank, and now you are going to learn it so you can effectively manage change in your organization. To kind of give you a little bit of background, here's what I was doing. I was working on a business process improvement project. So at the moment in the World Bank, there was a lot of bureaucracy. There was a lot of bottlenecks. And my task, my job was to redesign how things would flow with knowledge product creation. So during this task, there's a lot of people that I met because there's a lot of stakeholders. Whenever you manage change, one of the key things that you need is you need buy-in from every single one of the stakeholders. If you don't have buy-in from one single person, it can throw a wrench into your whole operation because this person can start evangelizing why it's not a good idea or, or something like that and basically sabotage your entire initiative. So it is paramount to get buy-in for whatever you're doing. Now, when I first started doing this project, I went around and I interviewed all the different stakeholders to try to see if I can get buy-in. And there was this one person that didn't have buy-in because I was taking a lot of responsibility off this person's plate. And because I was taking this responsibility off this person's plate, this person, I think this person kind of felt like I was taking away pieces of their job and they, they were losing a little bit of job security. Well... I mentioned this to my manager. Well, actually, my manager asked me about it. My manager said, you know, how did your interviews go? Um, are we set for the meeting that's going to come up in a couple of days? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, every, everyone has buy-in except for this one person. I'm not really sure exactly where she stands, but I guess we'll find out in the meeting. That's what I said, right? And he was like, no, Robin, that's not how you do it. Meetings are not for finding out what people think. Meetings are for confirming what's already understood. And I was like, oh, okay, because this makes sense, right? Because if you bring people into a meeting and then you have someone that is hesitant and doesn't want to, you know, buy into whatever you're saying, like that's an opportunity for them to sabotage the whole thing. So this meeting, this is just to confirm something that people already agree to. So our whole objective now was to get buy-in from this person before we even started that meeting. So how I'm using this lesson in product development and in my startups and, and things like that is if we implement any kind of change before we announce any kind of change, we make the transition smooth enough so people know the change is coming and they have buy-in and we're able to sell it in a way that looks like a benefit. So if you are managing any kind of change, you don't want to rock the fish tank. You don't want to make an abrupt change because it's going to make people feel bad. What you do is you slowly transition it. So you reach out to all your customers and you say, hey, based on feedback, here's what we've been learning. 
we would like to listen, we would like to open up this forum to hear your thoughts. And you gather people's thoughts and who knows, you might hear some good thoughts that might make you, you know, change your mind about the process. Or at least you might hear some thoughts where you can figure out exactly how to pitch the change in a way that this other person will buy in. But the whole point is you don't want to go to the meeting and then try to figure out people buy in. At the same time, you don't want to make an announcement and then just kind of see how it goes because that's playing with fire. You have no idea how people are going to react. We live in a digital world. So if you make a mistake with one person, that one person could essentially recruit an army of thousands of people who are now all of a sudden against your company. So doing this the right way means you are getting buy in before making the announcement. And now it's just up to you to think about all the different creative ways to be able to do that. This is Robin Copernicus. Boom, bam, I'm out. Hey, so if you're a 6% entrepreneur here, four ways that I can help you right now. One, hit that subscribe button and the bell so you can always stay up to date on the latest marketing strategies and tactics from this podcast. Two, find out how much of a natural born entrepreneur you are by taking the visionary quiz at robin.ws forward slash quiz. Three, join the Visionaries Facebook group at robin.ws forward slash group. And finally, four, if you want to join the first startup accelerator that helps you skip investor funding, then go ahead and book a call with me at robin.ws forward slash call.